button. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Bill push the button. Squad and fans and button pushers alike. We are back. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, goons of all ages. It is my brother's an idiot, that podcast full of goonery, shenanigans, chicanery, idiocy, and what other long words you want to add in. Welcome. If you're joining us on Facebook Live, awesome. If you're listening at home at any of the places around the world, welcome to that too. Yes, it is now officially season two. We are going to be coming to you every two weeks, broadcasting live on Wednesday nights opposite the Nerds That Know podcast. Hi, my name's Matt. I'm the king of the goons. Let me kick you around the rest of the squad. Finally and officially part of the family through no fault of his own because his sister-in-law married the Kaiser tank from the South Southern Command. What is up, my brother? How's it going, guys? Good to join the podcast officially yeah and you're, and you're an honorary puffle i guess huh? <laughs> awesome good to see you bud next up the emperor the progenitor he who started it all in the mcu they'd call him the one above all he's the man that started the goonery he's only going to be here a short time tonight but we're pleased as punch for every minute we get with him it is the man, the myth, the legend. Milty, what is up? Hey, guys, I'm here. You know, it's a little bit after 8 o'clock here in Colorado. You couple of you guys know that, you know, at 7 o'clock in the morning and 7 o'clock at night, it, what happens with the eyes? You know, I get the eye drips, and then I take the drugs. And, and then uh, I just wanted to say that whoever won the lottery in California is a lucky <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Yes. Nothing happened here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's all legal uh, here I, now. Uh, I won uh, four dollars, I think, on the first one. <laughs> <laughs> when it got up to like three quarters, billion. I think I won. That was it. So. Oh jeez. Oh, can't win the billion if you don't play for the billion, right? You can't catch any fish unless your line's in the water. Exactly. Good to see you, Milty. Welcome. And last but not least, Kaiser, the newly christened Puffle. I summoned him, Mark, my brother, the idiot, Goon. Matt, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Some things never change. <laughs> Um, I have been told through my sources <laughs> that, um, Frank, it is actually your fault that you're stuck in this family because you had a choice. So did you. <laughs> but you said not my choice. It is definitely your choice. Well, he's not in this family by his choice. He he, he got pulled in. We've got the gravitational pull of a I guess that'd be red. Yeah, that'd be uh, Lisa's fault, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. Got his ass dragged in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. It's like toaster yeah. I don't mind. That's good. Toaster, what is up, man? Good to see you. 
All right. We talked about the new cadence. It is season two and a half. Who knows? But let's get going. First, we're going to have a little bit of a face-off. I was the other day, you know, the NBA has the least terrifying mascots. You get into football, you know, the eagle, tigers, and, you know, warriors. and it, There's all kinds of, like, mean things that can hurt you. Um, even in baseball, you know, you've got, you know, just some <laughs> Astros. We might have that later. Uh, but in the NBA, I found 16 and terrified absolutely no. And we're going to talk about uh, the first re and come up with the, the two ones. Uh, the first one uh, versus the box. Yes. Garbage sleepy music versus deer. Which one of these is worse? Um, still, I will go on record as saying that um, I do believe that the Jazz is actually a decent nickname. It's just in the wrong fucking place. Uh, you know, when it was the New Orleans Jazz, it was that's totally fine. Because that's, the, that's where the good Jazz is, right? That's where the, you know, good Jazz is in Kansas City, and it's in New Orleans. It's not in fucking Utah. And we all know why. I won't go there. Um, so I definitely think that that one's worse by location. A buck can be pretty tough, you know, but it's yeah. better as meat. Yeah, they're darn tasty. Yeah. Milty, what the say you? Buck implies horns at least, right? Buck would be a male deer, so it would have horns at least. Yeah. Antlers, you know. It'd do something. I can hear you now. I could say the bucks could be in the wrong place too. You know, the Colorado and Wyoming are kind of known for large male deer. So Milwaukee might be out of line. So which one is worse? The jazz. Yeah, it has to be All the right, jazz, right? <laughs> Absolutely. That's going to be unanimous, right? right? So we are, I, yeah, I like right. It's a clean sweep. The jazz are going to move on, and they will face the winner slash loser of the next matchup. Uh, the Pelicans. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Giant pouch mouth stupid birds <laughs> lakers but <laughs> well once again lakers is in the wrong damn place tank start up here exactly it's again one of the reasons what the hell is it that makes sense all a laker uh define that please please <laughs> secondly uh they don't long in los angeles with that name. They should have changed it when they moved. Tank, what do you think? 
Uh, well, I mean, Lakers, yeah, it's the wrong place. It's supposed to be Minneapolis, you know, obviously. So there's a big issue there. And the implication is that it's someone that travels on lakes, I'm assuming. Like goes on lakes, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> is it like the lake trout? Bark, bark. I mean, that is the, the common nickname from around these parts, but that's not necessarily a national thing, I don't think. Well, I mean, where were they originally? Did, did they, they didn't start in L.A., did they? Where did they come from? I'm from Minneapolis. Okay, so land of 10,000 lakes. Okay. Yeah. But that should have stayed in Minnesota, right? That should sure. never have gone with the team. Right. right. So the name sucks. Pelicans. <laughs> Which, you know, Pelican is one of the Pelicans least frightening awful. birds. But... I remember an old Smothers Brothers routine. That's what I got. Yeah. Say it again. I said, Say what, Mark? you know, a pelican is, I'm, I'm trying to tell you, this is going to be awful to listen to. <laughs> 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 uh, a pelican at least eats a lot of fish. And so that's kind of menacing. Okay. They're predatory. They're going with predatory. Okay. So the uh, consensus of the group are the Lakers moving on. Yeah, purely yeah, on, terrible. We don't know what the hell they are, and uh, they don't make any sense, and we just lost Mark. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the Goon Squad is a shit show already. <laughs> what else is new? I mean, try to find something different, right? Right. For the sake of clarification, because I actually wanted to defend the Bucks a little bit. The Buck is actually the... Um, state animal for Wisconsin. So apparently they have a lot of deer there. Okay. I didn't know that. They have a lot of deer in in that neck of the woods, as it were. A lot of a lot of wide open spaces in Wisconsin. Right. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> don't know why the pelicans are the pelicans, though. I don't think there's any pelicans in New Orleans. I mean, there might be. There's a lot of water. Maybe. There's a lot of water. Who knows? All right, so we've decided that the... The Jazz and the Lakers are moving on. The Bucks and the Pelicans are saved from further embarrassment. We'll talk about the next. We'll talk about the next round next week. Let's move on to football and some reactions to the NFL. You know, normally we react to you know the games that happened this past week, but since we're going every other week, there might be stuff that happens that we want to talk about. We'll throw that stuff in here. But in terms of breaking down individual games, unless something wild happens we probably won't do that but what mm -hmm. i do want to talk about are you know some of the biggest surprises so far we're a little bit halfway through the season uh and milty i'm going to start with you on this one you know beginning of the season before the season started um the consensus was the afc west was going to be a murderer's row and they were all going to be really good because you've got all these great quarterbacks 
and two teams are one team's really good one team's decent and two teams are absolutely terrible so that's surprise number one the other big surprise is the afc east all those teams nfc and also also afc east yeah and we're going to talk about them here in a little bit but (laughs) the nfc east uh all those teams are above 500 and no one expected them to be very good especially the giants and the commanders. Milty, which one is the biggest surprise so far of the season? The AFC well, I think West. the uh, AFC West is probably the biggest surprise. I, you know, the the Raiders were doing pretty well at last year with a the, an assistant coach that was elevated to head coach to finish the season. Um, they they did fairly well through the rest of the year, and this year they uh, totally suck. Well, Josh McDaniels, right? Yeah. Josh McDaniels mm-hmm. helped getting cheating, getting caught cheating in New England, got caught cheating in Denver. What the hell? Now they're two and seven. He's going to have to resort to cheating in Oakland or in Las Vegas to try to get some of that shit back again. Uh, and I, I don't see any of that coming around to Las Vegas the rest of this year. And I really struggle saying this. I I don't see a whole lot coming Denver's way. Um, for some reason, it just isn't working. There's a lot of injuries. You know, the offensive line, the offensive line for Denver has sucked for a number of years, and it's not improving this year. The defense is murderous. They're they're killing people, but they can't stay on the field that long. So I, you know, and now the Chargers are starting to deteriorate a little bit. So it's Kansas City's. It, Kansas City's uh, division again. Um, I, I don't know. I don't see any different. KC, Chargers, Denver, and Las Vegas fight it out for last. There you go. And I'm going to give you a little bit of credit before I cycle it around the squad here, Milty. You were a year early. I, I, we're not to the on, NFC East the- yet. <laughs> <laughs> we're just talking about it's the biggest you, surprise. You fucking stole it right from me. I was going to mention that. <laughs> I was ready for that shit, man. <laughs> you were last year in the big predict, Milty picked the Eagles to win the NFC East, and we mercilessly skewered him. Uh, turns out we were right. So was he just 365 days later. I, I, I just want to be ahead of everybody, you know? <laughs> and ahead of schedule, right? Uh, I'm planning ahead. I, the Eagles were – I think they started to bring it around towards the end of the year last year. I think they were second place with a losing record in the NFC East. Man, they have put it on, although they lost to Washington well, this last yeah. game. And, and who who knows? I mean, you look at the NFL, and anybody can beat anybody. They've always said it, but this year it's really true. Uh, very true. Tank, what do you think? Which one's the biggest surprise for you? Oh, the NFC East is a bigger surprise for me. And I only say that because we all had hope, especially as Broncos fans, that the AFC West was going to be this uh, Wild West shootout for the entire year. But the reality is two teams are completely different than they were last year. Completely. And they just have not come together. You know, the Raiders have not come together. And they're not going to because Josh McDaniels is a moron. And that just won't work for them. They should have kept Basaccia. That was their mistake. But uh, the NFC East being as good as they are, because even the bottom team 
being the commanders, still has a really good defense and if operating properly, has a decent offense. And then the Giants, that's the biggest one. How did the Giants, with basically the same exact team that they had last year, end up actually being good? That's wild. Yeah, I I struggle. Holy smokes, it's a dish. What happened? <laughs> yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Wait, hold on. There he is. There's Carmel. Carmel. <laughs> Carmel the bear. I was hopeful. Uh, let me do the honors of introducing the voice of God, the producer, she who makes us sound good sometimes. Not tonight. Dipshit, not tonight. Dipshit Michaela on the road in San Francisco. What is going on? Not much. I just got back to my room from work. So I was like, oh, I better hop in. Oh boy. <laughs> There's Carmel the Bear, though. That's the that's who matters. This is who matters. Carmel. 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 There you go. <laughs> Good to see you, MJ. Welcome. Uh Mark, which is the biggest surprise for you? Uh for me, it's definitely the NFC East. Um, I knew that. Oakland is going to be bad because it's Josh McDaniels and he's a douchebag and they don't have any players anyways because all of their first round draft picks from the last two years are in jail. Uh, last last so, four years they've lost a ball, right? Yeah, yeah, but the last three of them have actually gone to jail. So, <laughs> um, so you have that. You knew that you know Chargers were going to be good, but you know that's there's that whole sophomore slump thing, um, just with the long season. And then, you know, you know, Mahomes is going to be Mahomes. And they, he's got a, everyone was complaining about the fact that he doesn't have targets. But all those receivers, you look at Vanda, Valdez Scanning, that, that guy's been, you know, great for uh, Green Bay. Uh, they, they have weapons. So that they'll, they're going to be just fine. So the NFC East is clearly going to be the biggest surprise. You've got two brand new head coaches. And one tur team in real turmoil, tur turmoil with, you know, the even the ownership group. So you knew that there was going to be some stuff there. Plus you have Mike McCarthy, who is just not a head coach, and he keeps making mistakes, but they keep winning games because they've got the most talented team on, you know, in football um, outside of Buffalo. Uh, and then you've got the, the, the Philly, who's the best team. And, yeah, like I, like you said, Matt, Milty called it just one year early. He should have called it this year. Um, and, it, you know, it's crazy because they have a brand-new head coach too, but Sirianni is – man, he's got them running. He's got them going. So the NFC East is really the biggest surprise. I just want to say that uh, – oh, thank you, Mark, for giving me some credit and Matt for giving me some credit. If we'd have had this sooner, I would have predicted Philly again this year. <laughs> of course i think we're gonna add to the list of your titles uh, the head monday morning quarterback <laughs> <laughs> mj do you want to weigh in here or are you just here to look pretty and show us the bear i think wait what are we talking about <laughs> surprising football teams the jets that's what i do <laughs> and kickers 
right. And third string quarterbacks. Right. Yeah, you, you know what's most surprising? That I beat Matt in fantasy football oh, at God. any time this year. Oh, my God. That, that's just a miracle. Just yeah, a miracle. It's one of the worst fantasy weeks I've ever had. It was so bad. All right. Thank you, squad. Let's move on to the next topic. Uh, don't look now, but there are former Alabama quarterbacks that are both pretty good. And we touched on one in Philly. But the other one in Miami, Tua Tonga-Bailoa, is having himself a hell of a season uh, in addition. And they – I will go on record and say I – Fully admit, I did not think that Mike McDaniel was going to be a really good head coach because he looks like a guy running a D&D game. Um, but that dude is smart and funny, and he has got something going on there in Miami. Uh, Mark, what say you? So you brought up my point that I was going to make first. Uh, that was the guy that I wanted the Broncos to look for as a head coach, if you remember correctly. I really wanted him because I knew he was smart and funny. He's young enough to relate to the players. He's got enough knowledge of the game because he's been around the game his whole life. And he's fucking hilarious. So what's not to like with that guy? The Tua Tungavailoa thing has been amazing, mostly because he should have died like a game in. And uh, the fact that he did not die because he got blown the fuck up twice in a week is just amazing. And the fact that he's actually playing football again this year and playing well, that's that's just fucking shocking. But if you if you told me who was going to work out as a head coach, that was the guy I wanted first. And I was like, hack it, whatever. I don't care about Aaron Rodgers anyways. I, I wanted that guy. So I'm, I'm a little sad about that. <laughs> Tank, what do you think? Tua, Jalen Hurts, both playing really well. Yeah, they're definitely impressive, to be honest. Um, it helps with Tua basically having an all-American track team on offense to throw to because they get open no matter what. They get open, and it's wild how easily they get open. And his skills finally showing through. He doesn't. He's never had the biggest arm, but – He's showing improved accuracy, and he's showing the ability to sit in the pocket a little bit more than he did previously, and I think that's helped him quite a bit. Um, with Jalen, I think that was just a matter of time, honestly, for Jalen. He just needed a couple more weapons, and he had the ability, he had the skill, he had to do what he can do on the field, and it was just a matter of time. So I'm actually more surprised that Tua is, being as, good, is as good as he is this year yeah milty the knock on tua um and never was it more uh apparent nationally than when they brought tyreek hill over everyone was worried that tua was just going to underthrow tyreek every single time and could never actually throw him open i think we can close the book on tua can't throw the ball now can't we yeah <laughs> yeah i think that's uh, probably over with uh that's one of the best trades they made or the best signings they made and then they traded on the defense for Bradley Chubb you know that they're, they're just heading in the right direction they're one of the strongest teams in the NFL as far as which one is better I projected Hertz to be better last year than he was and he's just going after milestones this year I think they're both going to be hot what would you think of an Alabama quarterback Super Bowl 
I mean, it could happen. That's uh, a tough road to hoe for Tua. Um, he's going to have a hard time getting out of his own division, uh, let alone uh, getting through old Patty Mahomes. So I, I think the path is probably a little bit more open for Jalen and the Eagles to get there based on the way they've played so far, for sure. Right. But it, it right. definitely could happen. I mean, like, I, wouldn't that be great, though? Any given Sunday, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> The guy who got benched for the other guy and then had to transfer. And man, that there are all kinds of storylines there. And they're both like amazing people. It's not like either one of them is a douche. Right. So, you know, it's it's easy to root for both of them. What in the fuck are you doing? He's playing hide <laughs> or peekaboo with the bear right now. <laughs> and Michelle says she can't focus on what we're talking about because the bear is staring at her. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was great. Does anyone else have anything they want to say about this or can we move on? <laughs> I think I don't bring up the thing that you said about the Dolphins. That division somehow is good across the board. Mm. I don't understand that. Mm. I thought for sure the Jets and Patriots were going to be terrible, but the AFC East is basically what we thought the AFC West was going to be, where all four teams, if done properly, all four teams could make the playoffs somehow. Did you see what the weather forecast is in Buffalo for this weekend? Yeah, six feet of snow. Miserable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're talking about moving it to – Detroit, and I'm going, you know, that's not that far away. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, six feet of snow, they're worried about actually getting into the damn city to begin with, let alone yeah. being able to play a football game. <laughs> right. Imagine they have to put Josh Allen in moon boots. Just so he can play <laughs> that's the game that should be in Mexico City, babe. There you you know. Right. <laughs> MJ, you got anything on Tua and Jalen? I have yet to see a single Eagles game this year. I have no idea how Jalen Hurts is doing. Tua looks fine, though. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Insightful as always. Thank you, Michaela. All right. And finally, before we kick Milty loose, uh, he is going to leave us after we finish talking football. Let's look ahead to Broncos Raiders this weekend. Both teams in the turmoil. The rumors on the street are both head coaches are playing for their jobs. You've got Derek Carr, Mr. Mascara, crying on the at the podium and backhandedly calling out his teammates because, you know, he said that he wished other people felt the way he did. I, I don't know what the hell is going to happen here. I've got a couple of ideas, but let's start with Milty. Uh, how do you see this game going? I see. Let's see. The Raiders are going to play 17 games this year. I think they're going to be three and 14. They are not going to win this game. They, I mean, really, both teams have their many issues, but the Raiders, oh man, their defense is, is off. The Broncos' defense is hot, like number one. Um, I, I I just don't see any way that the Raiders can come off winning this game on the road in Denver. Um, and it's probably going to be a little bit on the chilly side here. You know, in Las Vegas, they play in a dome stadium. I I, I don't see it happening. I, the Raiders did beat the Broncos earlier this year, but 
I, I, it's not going to happen two times. And I think the Raiders actually have won the last five matches between the two teams, but it's going to be broken this weekend. And I'm going to be in Las Vegas watching it. There you go. Milty is calling for the streak to end. MJ, what are your thoughts, Broncos Raiders? I think it's going to be 30, 30, um, 35, 42, and I think there's going to be 11 turnovers in the game. <laughs> See that last part of it happening? If, if someone scores 35 points, Denver loses. <laughs> that is a fuckload of points for a Broncos. Yeah, <laughs> writing that down 42 to 35. Who's winning the game? Did you say it does not matter? Doesn't matter. It's <laughs> some NFL team. Yeah, someone's winning. 42. I would be impressed. 42 points in four games. <laughs> I was gonna say I would be impressed if the combined score is thirty-five points. <laughs> oh, more yeah, me one. too. <laughs> I think the over/under is like thirty-eight or something, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, brutal. It's forty-one and a half. More on that later. <laughs> oh, they actually moved it up. Right? <laughs> Mark, what are your thoughts? Um, I don't think McDaniel's is coaching for his job, unfortunately. Um, as much as I want to see him get fired again, I, I think, you know, the Davises are just as loyal as the Joneses are, and they're going to give him at least two years. Um, as far as the Broncos are concerned, uh, it's just this just the worst. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say. You can't run the ball, so you just give up. Your quarterback is in shotgun more often than any other quarterback I've ever seen for somebody who they they want to be a run first offense they you can't do anything off of the play action if nobody is scared of your running game <laughs> you have to enforce your will on the running game in order for the play action to work so what you're doing essentially and especially since you have a beat up offensive line is giving your quarterback less time to get the ball out <laughs> And uh, he's also five foot two, so he needs to chuck the ball over linemen. So that's why he can't do any 15 to 20 yard passes. They're all 35 plus, and he's just airmailing them. But he's also having to throw the ball too early, and he's under pressure because the offensive line sucks. Uh, my point being is uh, I think the Broncos win. I think it's by a score of six to three. <laughs> I'm, I'm in on that. <laughs> you know, nine to nine to six, six to three, yep. ten nine. Yeah, another one of those. Uh, Tank, what's your prediction? Uh, um, well, McDaniel's is not fighting for his job because they already guaranteed him a second year. Unfortunately, well, for them, unfortunately, fortunate for everyone else that they play, I guess. Um. Denver needs to uh, stop giving the ball to Melvin Gordon. And they should honestly just cut Melvin Gordon. And they need to let Russ run the offense. As weird as that sounds, they need to make him the one in charge. His whole identity is an improviser as a quarterback. Let him come up with it while he's going. Let him let him legitimately play off the wristband and run the offense that 
he can run. And then, like, like they need to establish the run. That's the biggest problem that they're having. And if they go with, you know, Murray and Mac and Boone, they're more likely to have less fumbles at the very least, which is, you know, great. And maybe get some other receivers open. That'd be fine. But, uh, no, Denver, I see winning this just because ah, the Raiders are just terrible. The only chance they really have if they somehow decide to let uh, Josh Jacobs run all game again, maybe that'll be their chance because that offense is not going to do anything if they're throwing the ball. Um, I'm actually going to lean towards a 21 to 10 Denver win. Wow. Three touchdowns. Wow. And I think one of those is going to be defensive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Mark touched on it. The offensive line for Denver is incredibly beat up. You're on your third string center, your third string right tackle. You're on your second string left tackle. Uh, the two guards are serviceable at best. Well, Dalton, Dalton Reiser's, you know, still hasn't managed to correct his his backslide from last year. I do like some of the stuff I'm seeing from um, Quinn Miners, but it they can't run the ball effectively because of the offensive line. You know, Russ was hit 18 times on 42 dropbacks. That, that's just unsustainable. He's been sacked 30 times this year, the third most in the league, um, or 29 times this year. It's the third most in the league behind uh, Justin Fields and Joe Burrows. You know, Justin Fields just never throws the ball, and um, Joe Burrows is also playing behind Swiss cheese. And they've only been sacked 36 and 30 times, so it's not like they're running away with it either. Um that brand of football isn't sustainable. They've got to figure out a way to move the ball, you know, with no receivers because now we're down to Sutton and the whoever because um, it doesn't look like we're going to have I, – I doubt we're going to have Jerry. I'd be surprised if he plays. You know, KJ's probably going to be out. Um, KJ's confirmed out for a couple of weeks. Yeah. So, yeah, and that hamstring uh, – he had the hamstring last year, so who knows what's going to happen. I, I think it's going to be 14 to 10 Denver – um, it's the number one scoring defense and the worst scoring offense on the same team. Um, but it lays out as a home win for Denver, I think, be just because the pure disarray that's happening in Oakland. And I think that locker room is a complete and utter shit show. All right. I'll buy all that. There you go. Uh, Milty and MJ have both announced that they are going to depart. Do either one of you, uh, MJ, we'll start with you and, that fucking bear. Do you have any final thoughts? <laughs> so you can stop distracting Mark. Fucking hell. I don't need any help with that. I do that fine on my own. Yes, we know. <laughs> yeah, we yes, do yes. know. We are well, well aware. Um, final thoughts is that I thought you guys were recording yesterday, so I told you guys to say Leafs win, and Matt said not a chance, so fuck you, Leafs win. <laughs> and that's that on that Leafs all win. right please win milty final thoughts from you sir before we kick you loose for the night okay you're gonna kick me loose so i'm gonna be sitting in the sports book between the mandalay bay and uh, delano on sunday afternoon very early sunday afternoon placing a couple bets of which i'll have to talk to you about later because i'm not going to tell you now See ya. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you both. Have a splendid evening.
Bye bye. You also bye bye to the two of you. Bye bye. Kick loose here. Three of you, three of us. Say bye to the bear. Oh, oh bye bear. Okay, bye. There's one, and there's the top of <laughs> Michaela's head. Put him in the green room, right? okay let us move on and talk about other stuff uh let's move on to the nba the nuggets um tied for first in the division and tied for first in the conference uh nine and four it's an early season start um mark different look this year that and then we kind of expected a little bit didn't we yeah um they're a lot healthier than I thought they would be, to be honest with you, to start off the season. Um, and because of the, the depth and the health of the team, um, you know, Bones is just doing Bones things and everything else. They they don't have to rely that much on the Joker because um, you have your stars back that you're actually paying, you know, max dollars for to actually do the things they're doing. So, you know, you're getting Jamal back into shape kind of slowly. You can feel him out. Uh, MPJ apparently taught himself how to play defense while he had broken legs. Um, I, it's just fucking – it's completely different than I thought it would be. Um, but, I mean, 9-4, and four, that's a good start, you know. I don't know. You know, I can't do the math to figure out that ratio in my head on what that looks like for a record. Uh, but it's better than better – than, better than good. <laughs> Wait, are you talking yeah. percentage wise or sure okay <laughs> <laughs> roughly 600 slightly over all right so 600 times 82 abdul you want to crunch those numbers for me please <laughs> yeah it's uh, 33 and a third percent chance of survival. Oh, anytime I can call out Leroy Jenkins, it's a good day. Tank, you know, Mark touched on it. MPJ and Jamal looking good. Uh, you know, Jamal took over that game against uh, the Pacers. Uh, didn't look like they're going to win, and he just went and, and did bubble Jamal stuff. Uh, these two guys look pretty good. They're still on a pitch count, but the team overall, solid performance so far. What say you? Um, I mean, I actually thought they were going to be good coming into this year because they're finally getting multiple players back. Like that was the biggest problem with them, especially at the end of last year. We'll get heading into the playoffs. They were so injured. They had nobody playing. They, they had no one that could play defense at all on that team. And that just, it killed them. That's all it was. They had the offense. They had the, the ability to score. They just had no defensive counters. And I actually think KCP is like one of the biggest adds to this team because, I mean, he's un very, very underrated. Very underrated player, especially on the defensive side. And I think that's been a huge add. And then, yes, having uh, having uh, all of our injured players coming back, you know, even with uh, Jokic and Bones going into um, medicals, for health and safety reasons, mm -hmm. I think it's going to be all right. I mean, if they can keep it close and at least maybe win one or two games during this presumably 10 day, 10 game, 10 day stretch, then I think they'll be all right. And they're heading in the right direction. They actually might be able to do something this year. Um, you know, and, and I agree with you. I think that, 
you know, when they had everybody together and healthy and they had a real opportunity, I think, in the bubble, um, if they'd have made it to the finals against Miami, they'd have won the finals then, um, you know, the bubble took bubble tournament being what it was. Um, and you touched on it. I think uh, Kenny Pope, the addition of KCP and the subtraction, 56.7 wins. Thank you, Mark. The, there you the, go. I think the addition of KCP and the subtraction of Will Barton on this team, I think can't necessarily be overstated. I loved watching Will Barton play basketball. He's uh, an amazing offensive talent. The problem was is that Will Barton at times thought this was still his or that this was his team and he was trying to be the number one guy or show he could be a number one guy. Bruh, that ain't going to work. You've got the Joker in the middle. This is the Joker's team. Everything has to go through him. A couple of other things I wanted to touch on. Uh, the Joker's workload is much lighter uh, this season than it was necessarily the last two, you know, not having Jamal, not having MPJ for huge stretches. You know, he's only averaging about 31 minutes a game and getting, you know, 20 and eight and six. Um, not going to win the MVP, but that means a healthier Joker come playoff time and a healthier, more rested, uh, more refreshed Joker in the playoffs. Forget it. Uh, this team yeah. is absolutely going to make some noise. Who was his backup last year? Oh, uh, uh, Boogie. Yeah, yeah, it had to have been Boogie, yeah. Who was his backup before that? Mm, I don't think he had one. Yeah, Bull, they really Bull. Bull. Uh, well, Bull, Yeah, Bull was the third guy, kind yeah. of-ish. And, and who's their backup now? DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it's a much – better player that you have much much more confidence in um oh, so yeah. you, and so he can actually take those loads off and i'm sure he's hired after last year so you know he probably told the coaching staff to go easy on him well and and even more so like the biggest thing is that i guarantee you he doesn't care about winning a third mvp no i, I guarantee you if you asked him he'd probably trade in the two mvps for a title yeah but it was necessary for him to do what he did the last two years because they had nobody else. Right. And like you said, Will, Will Barton is a, he's a great player, but he gets this thing about him where he feels like, like you said, he feels like he has to run the offense and that makes him make, make mistakes. He doesn't need to run the offense. He doesn't need to do anything. No. Play some defense and take the shots when you get open. That's all you need to do on this offense. It's Joker has that part locked down. You don't have to worry about that. And yeah, it's a much better team this year. Just structurally, it's put together better. And it gives the guys that uh, need some breaks every once in a while a chance to actually do that. Yeah, you know, Mark, to your point, I think, you know, before, God bless you. <laughs> oh, no, that was. <laughs> oh, yeah, the hiccup. Hiccup. Yeah. That's right. Hiccup. Uh, God bless you anyway. Um, before they brought Boogie on, you know, midseason last year, his workload was a lot higher and he actually was able to take a little bit off, but not as much. Um, but it, it, because he had to be on the floor so much to really prevent, present that offensive game that he has, uh, and key the entire offense, he doesn't have to do that now. Now you've got guys back and healthy. You've got Jamal finally getting his legs under him. You've got MPJ who are at, at, at you know, I worried a little bit when they sat him 
earlier this season, and but it was it seemed like it was precautionary. And I, I do want to touch on this too. It, it, I hope that this is a trend that's starting, and it's starting with the Nuggets. It seemed to me like Jamal could have played in the playoffs, but the Nuggets took the long view with it and were super smart about it and said, you know what? It's not going to be this year. We don't feel like this is our year. And I'd rather have Jamal longer than push it and have some wear and tear and some degradation early because he comes back. And, and we guys, we know it's, it's, it's professional sports. Guys come back too soon all the time, right? Uh, everyone talks about if you, if you can play, you can play. Um, I, I'll take 75% of you if you can play. Um, and I think Jamal was probably 75, 80% going into the playoffs. And that, that was the word on the street. And he looked good in workouts and all the rest of that stuff. But they did it smart and they did it the right way. And if this is a trend that continues in professional sports, I think it's going to be good for the overall product across the board because now we're not, we're going to have these stars play better longer because people are smarter with their injuries. Yeah. Definitely. Just look at how beat up LeBron James is right now. Like he's played a hundred thousand minutes every year and, He's one of those guys that, you know, takes the, the body science very seriously. You can tell because he's like less than 0% body fat almost every time you see him, but he's old now. And that's a lot of it's because he's, you know, over the course of his career, I don't know if, I don't know the actual number, but I guarantee you his overall career, he's averaging like 35 minutes a game, you know, and that wears you down. You just can't, I, can't go that hard. Mm-hmm. I think it was as of last year it was like thirty six something. Well, he didn't have anybody. He didn't have anybody. It was just him, right? Well, no, I'm and, saying and, for his career as oh, of last yeah, year, okay. I think it was like okay, thirty six minutes a game or something like that. It was some stupid number. Thirty eight point two minutes per game in his career. There wow. you go. That's I think it's crazier. Oh, that's that's, that's absurd. Jesus, that is that's that's crazy numbers okay. for a guy that's in year what eighteen right now. Yeah, well, and he's also you know it's not like he doesn't play a physical brand. You know, it's right. not like no. he's Steph Curry just taking up a bunch of shots. He's actually banging and doing a lot of post work too. So that's that's well, got to be on his body. Holy shit! He's lucky that he actually did kind of develop that outside game though, because he'd be even worse off. Yeah, because that's all he was mm-hmm. for the first decade was oh, sure. a powerhouse, you know, a linebacker taking it to the hoop, basically. Um, and he's developed that outside game, and he's, you know, that that's probably why he's still there. Honestly, is that he did finally kind of realize that you can't bang your body around for forty minutes and keep functioning across a eighty-two game season. You know, that's a, a good opportunity for a segue into our next point. The Lakers are just terrible. Um, I fully blame the worst GM in the league, one LeBron James. Uh, <laughs> nothing happens in that organization from GM on down without his sign-off. Um, I don't know what it is about Russell Westbrook that he adores, but Russell Westbrook is a shadow of himself. Yeah, um, that, that team is awful. They thought that you know Frank Vogel was the problem when he had you know LeBron out for huge stretches. Anthony Davis hardly played. He had forty-one different lineups in eighty-two games. I mean, okay, yeah, sure. Frank Vogel's your problem. Good job, guys. That was exactly it. So they swap him out for Darvin Ham. Hey, newsflash: they're still t- still terrible. Mark, what do you think? 
Well, first off, coaching in the NBA is, ugh. I mean, if you have a team with talent and you've got a good coach, yes, the coaching can be effective. But if you're blaming a superstar team on coaching for the reason why they're not out there, you, you, you just, that's not the sport we, we watch in the NBA. It's, it's a superstar driven league and you only get as far as your stars. Um, the Lakers, you know, they're, I said I wouldn't talk about them on this show, if we're being honest. So um, just because they get enough time as it is. But I will take the opportunity <laughs> to shit all over them because all those fucking Laker-loving bastards all over the place. Oh, the Lakers are the gift of God. Oh, my God. How does it feel being in the cellar? <laughs> with three max contracts right it's not gonna be good that is tank. so stupid tank over to you what do you got well i agree with everything that's been said so far and i would like to add we actually talked about this player not too long ago for the nuggets the biggest issue that the lakers had was for some reason they traded away Alex Caruso and KCP and brought in Russell Westbrook. You have no defense at all of any kind. LeBron is their best defender. That's terrifying. You should be, if your best defender is your best scorer and he's not a great defender, he's a good defender most of the time. But they have no defense. They have no powerhouse in the middle to block any shots or do anything besides LeBron. And that's what's killing that team. They they are way too offensively unbalanced. They have nothing to go, you know, nothing at all for to respond to fast breaks. They have nothing to respond to any uh, center play. They have they that's they suck. That's it. It's as simple as that. And it is. At this point, I mean, we have to say it. It's LeBron's fault. He wanted Russell rather than, I don't know, keep uh, KCP, keep Caruso, and maybe go for DeRozan instead of fucking Russell Westbrook. And that team would be a goddamn powerhouse if that was their lineup. They would crush people. But instead, they went for the high scoring. They went for the flashy sign, and that was and they're eating shit for it right now. And I think the other part of it is, is, you know, much is made of the talent that dwells within Anthony Davis. That man is the softest big man I have ever seen start an NBA basketball game. That man spends more time on the floor than he does above the rim. And I can't figure out why he's always falling down. I, I, I don't get it. Stay on your feet if you want to be an effective player in the post. And he's always getting bumped and jostled and knocked around. He just just doesn't have it. I don't get it. Like, I, I really liked him in college. I thought he was going to be a really good pro. And, yes, he's a good pro. But, dude, NBA is something else. And you got to be able to play physically. And he just can't do it. He doesn't have the legs. No. That's he's what killed him. <laughs> he doesn't have the legs for it. He's he's still a good rebounder, still a good scorer, but he doesn't have the legs to get vertical the whole game, and it, it kills his it kills his abilities completely. Yeah. Yep, agreed. All right, too, let's close. Too many the, times. <laughs> that's that, I think that when 
the, the, the powers that be put him together. They spent too much time on his eyebrows and didn't give him any legs. I think that's the problem. That's true. <laughs> All right. Let's close the chapter on the Lakers and pinky promise and swear never to talk about him again uh, unless they do something else stupid. And in which case, which we'll is basically a guarantee, right? I know it's going to be great. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the NHL and the hometown favorites, the Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche, currently rocking in third in the division, having some up games, some down games, playing really well through stretches. But, Mark, there are some injury concerns uh, that really are weighing heavily on the squad. Yeah, uh, they're pretty beat up, and that's leading to a lot of why they're off to a little bit of a slower start. Um, they also, you know, had a couple of changes, and I think that's um, they're trying to figure out what to do with that. So I'm not super concerned about them. You know, I'd rather get these injury bugs out early and, you know, bring these guys back later in the season when it for when it matters, and you're still, you know, doing okay. It's not like you're completely shitting the bed. The other side of it, too, is, you know, they're probably a little tired. The media circus after a Stanley Cup victory is not a whole lot of fun. Just ask those guys that, you know, play for the Lightning. Uh, the amount of work that they've had to do in the last three years before, you know, <clears throat> before the Avalanche won it, you know, just back to back to back. And uh, so they it, it's tiring. And so and now you bring in this goalie who didn't really get a fair shot to start. And he's holding his own. Um, he still has to learn what his players are good at, I think. But that'll come with time, too. So that I, I'm not worried about this team at all. I think the injuries are very um, – they can overcome them very easily. And we'll be fine. Yeah, not having McKinnon – or not having Landeskog, not having um, Achushkin, um definitely hurts on the offensive side. And Tank, Mark touched on it. it Georgie's playing – pretty good um and we've seen some flashes like the game he had in the garden was as good a goalie performance as i have seen on this team in a long time yeah he's not doing bad he's um i think you just need to give him a little more time i think that's where it's at at this point is he needs to get some more some more game time and I think he'll be good going forward. Is he actually? He's doing good. What is he? His save percentage is pretty good right now, isn't it? Like uh, a nine twenty-one. I think was the last one I saw. Yeah, that's that's pretty damn impressive. I'll, you know, I'll take it. I'll take and it. he'll get and he'll get better. And it, like you said, we're, we're the problem we're having. I wouldn't even say we're having offensive troubles. We're scoring fine. It's that. Like um, what kind of happened sometimes last year, we get stuck in our own zone too much. We need to be able to clear the zone a little bit, a little bit better and get out of that defensive position. Because our obviously our high point of our team is our scoring ability. Our offense is just killer when it's on point. But you can't be on offense if you're constantly playing defense in your own side. And they just need to find a way to step that up. I think if they can get out of their own zone a little bit more, I think that will lead to some more success, to be honest. Yeah, and I think, you know, when they get Landy back, that's going to be a huge help to that, right? That guy's a... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, just, I mean, he is a banner in the rafter style captain for this team. Um, really good on both ends of the ice. Uh, I've really enjoyed the hell out of watching him. Um and, and, you know, this team has the best power play 
but the penalty kill hasn't been great. Which, Not fantastic. <laughs> right? Which, it, it, that actually bothers me a little bit more than anything because defensively on the blue line, this team hasn't changed a whole heck of a lot. You still got Taves. You still got McCarr. You still have uh, Bo Byram. You still got Sammy G. Um, you know, the, their top four are pretty good. Um, but, I don't, I, I don't understand why they still are allowing traffic in front of the goalie um, during power plays. They can't quite clear the puck to your point as well as they should have. And that uh, kind of dovetails into each other, right? Both that's, in full strength and on the PK. Yeah. And that, and that's, and like you say, that, that penalty kill, and that's part of it is like they're playing, playing out of their zone on penalty. And that's, you can't do that. You gotta, you gotta push it to the, push it to their end and make them play defensively on your penalty. And we, and like you said, we have the defense for it, especially the, you know, the, like you said, the top, probably I'd say four or five are really, really good defenders. Yeah, Byron's gotten a lot better too. And Makar is a, basically at this point, he's a two-way player and just the, one of the better two-way players. One of the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. He, he's, he can score, he can play offensively, mm-hmm. and he can play defensively fantastic. So, you know, it's, you know, as much time, as much as ice time as we can get out of him is going to be great. Um, but yeah, when we get to that, like you said, that penalty kill, it and it's you're playing too much defense, which is, sounds weird, but that's what it is. You're playing too much defense. You're letting them, they're, you're letting them control the puck, and you can't do that. Uh, tie up and finish up with the Avalanche. I always, I mean, I love the guy, but I always get worried when I hear. Guys like Curtis McDermott getting, you know, 10, 12 minutes of ice time. I'm like, no, That's dude, you need, like, you need like three. <laughs> you need like three to go in and crack somebody's skull and oh, get out of it. I was going to say, we... McDermott's great during the, the regular season in these dump off games where nobody cares about, you know, because you can give him some ice time and he won't get hurt. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Scale, Scale's averaging a lot of minutes right now. And I'm a little worried about the fact that he's playing so much. Like, you know, you guys said it's. We have a lot of defenders, but for some reason, he's always on the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty, pretty typical with your top defensive pair. They're on the ice a lot. I mean, those guys get 22, I, 23, 24 minutes. I don't know what he's averaging that. now. Let's, that's why I think he's him. over that right now. I, I think, think he's yeah, one of the higher. I think he's, that too. he's one of the defenders with the highest ice time in the league, I think, right now. Um, let me pull it up real quick. I was looking Talk at it. Yourselves. I'm looking, I'm looking at it too. Uh, so last year he averaged 24.19. This year he's averaging uh, 25 point. Oh no, that was last year. Where's this year? Hockey reference has him at 26 minutes. 26 points. Yeah, that's a little, and a little higher that's than you want, honestly. Right. Um, right, and it's his highest up since he got in. It was 21, 24, 26. Yeah, yeah. and as you both were saying, we McDermott's great for very specific jobs. He's it's not great. an ice time guy. Yeah. He's a uh, get out there and knock someone unconscious yeah. and get put in the penalty box. <laughs> you know? Right. Like, you go out there and handle this. And you sit in the box and you feel right great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the nuclear. Like we need you like, to go you know, out there and hurt somebody a little bit, and then just pull you right back. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> he's one of us. Couple of us. He's, 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 
He is. He's a goon. He is a goon. He is a goon. And if you haven't ever seen the movie Goon, that is one of the best sports movies that no one's ever. Goon is a fantastic movie. It's so good. You go out and watch that. A couple other news and notes in the NHL. Uh, Vegas, after having a playoffs last year, and not they seem to have put it all together and are one of the top teams. Uh, in the league, uh, Mark, when they got him, this tackle guy, I mean, why did they have to bring him to Vegas? Right. Uh, the trade's absolutely gone their way on that, hasn't it? <laughs> Just a little. Jesus. I mean, it was, it was worth the wait for them. Um, yeah, the guy's just <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, but we knew that was going to be the case. As soon as they got him out of Buffalo and got him healthy, he was going to be great. So um, it's not surprising at all that they've been that good. Um, you know, they, it, it's, yeah, there's, it sucks that they're so good. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Uh, tank Vegas looking really good. Could be another it's, obstacle for the abs that they don't need to deal with. Yeah. It's absurd. Unfortunately with, uh, Honestly, both of their goalies are just fucking ridiculous right now, and it's pissing me off a little bit. Because <laughs> Hill and uh, Thompson um, are both doing really well. <laughs> what are you doing? But yeah, <laughs> trying to check for the delay. So I was doing oh. the clock. <laughs> They have a really good all-around team, and they're they're playing smart. They're playing really good, you know, on all sides. Honestly, I don't really see a huge defect on that team right now. So they're going to be dangerous for sure. No, never enjoyed them in the playoffs. That's for sure. All right, finally in the NHL, um, notable bad guy and. Almost globally hated Evander Kane uh, had a, a near-death experience. Um, I, I don't know if you guys got to actually see the video, but his wrist got stepping, and <gasps> that man bled everywhere. And uh, I have been on record and said that I can't stand him as a player, can't stand him as a person, uh, but you never want to see that happen at all. Uh, Tank, did you get a chance to watch it? Oh, yeah, and we, I think we mentioned it a little bit last week, and I mentioned it last year when we were talking about in the NHL. I Evander Kane is a sack of shit. I don't like Evander Kane at all um, on the on the ice or, you know, he's kind of a bag of crap as a human being too. Um, but you don't want to see someone almost bleed to death on the ice really at any point. So I feel bad for the guy, which makes me – get vomit to about here when I say that about Evander Kane, but uh, hopefully he recovers and retires. Right. Um, Mark, it's as gruesome a thing as I've ever seen since that goalie took a skate to the throat a bunch of years oh ago. Man, that was just awful. Just awful. Yeah, that was a, that was a lot of blood, man. Uh, mm. He is very lucky. Let's just put it yeah. that way. Extraordinarily fortunate. Yeah, Mark, you got any thoughts? Lucky. 
No, it was that, that was pretty uh, definitively nasty. And, you know, you guys all touched on it. He's the world's douchiest guy and the only one who can actually, with a clear motive of actually wanting to see him hurt, would be his ex-wife, I think. But you don't want to see anything like that actually happen to somebody. Wow. So um, hopefully he's all right. And some, you know, uh, transvestite in a hotel somewhere rips his nuts off or something. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, you hockey Twitter. <laughs> hockey Twitter can be just totally on the top. And I, on a couple of those videos, I was reading some of the, some of the replies. And like, that was intentional. Like, no, it wasn't. Pat Maroon's not that guy. And if you yeah. watch it, Pat Maroon actually was like, "Get trying to help him get off." It was pointing it like, "You got to help him. You got to help him." He was genuinely yeah. concerned, right? That wasn't intentional. Freak accident is what it is. And maybe he um, wore some of that uh, the Kevlar fucking stuff. They they have it available. Mm -hmm. That the cut uh, the cut resistant yeah. shit. Yep. Well, maybe that'll. Um, I don't know. Yep. I mean, I, it's widely available. Yep, absolutely. So maybe wear that so you don't almost bleed to death on the ice next time. All right. All right. Last but not least, we're going to talk some degeneracy. Uh, I don't know if the two of you have had a chance to look at any bets. Coming up, I've got one that I will start with, um, and I touched on it a little bit earlier. It is the league's worst scoring offense and the league's best scoring defense. Uh, the over-under in Denver, Las Vegas on Sunday is 41 and a half. I think that's probably 15 points too high. Uh, yeah, I'm hammering the under in that game. Mark, do you have anything? Nope. They should. <laughs> Everyone on that defense deserves a raise. And at this point, God, it. Does Hackett just need to be cast into the shadow realm at this point? Or because yep. I mean, good make God. Make the defensive coordinator your head coach. Make Clint Kubiak the offensive coordinator. Bring in Gary to be a guy. If you want to, yeah. I mean, do anything. Do absolutely anything to make that offense. I mean, now obviously we're a lot more hurt than we were earlier this year. And the loss of uh, Tim Patrick early on really did more damage than I think a lot of people recognize. Um, but for the offensive skill players that we had, for that offense to be as terrible as it is doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah. literally, Portland. if they, if in like, what was the thing? If they scored 18 points a game, which would make them like, what, the fourth worst team in the league on offense? They would be eight and one. Yeah, yeah. Just would have lost to Las Vegas. How aggressively <laughs> shitty is that? Eighteen points, which would still put you in the bottom four teams in the league, and you would be eight and one because the defense is that good. Yeah, it's it's a crime to see that level. Yeah, of like it's depressing. I, I think if if Denver loses a close one and another low scoring affair, um, the town might burn itself down Monday morning. I'm just calling yeah. And as for bets, I'd take Washington over Houston. I think that's mine. That three and a half point thing there looks interesting and doable. Washington. 
Washington. <laughs> Washington. There it is. <laughs> and then who, whoever thinks that Dallas at this point is going to hold off Minnesota, I don't understand that. That seems like counterintuitive to what mm. Minnesota has been doing. That's a Who's really not great idea. at any one aspect of the game, but they're one of those teams that kind of like the Giants where they somehow find a way to win in spite of having one of the honest, one of the doofiest fucking quarterbacks in the league, to be honest. You're but, not wrong. Yeah. I, and I think you could point to the, the culture change in Minnesota. Uh, with the change in the head coach. Um, they've always had skill players, right? I mean, Dalvin Cook's amazing. Uh, Justin, Justin Jefferson. Jefferson hello. Jesus. I mean, yeah, good God. Catch he of is, the decade. He is dragging that offense to the playoffs right now. <laughs> <laughs> <My God. laughs> and it, it, he's, God, he's incredible. I don't get it, but he, he's there. Yep. So, All right, so you like uh, – Washington. Yeah, I like Washington. <laughs> you like, I like Washington, Washington I to cover himself. their little thing, and I and I, I honestly, I I take the and I take Minnesota against Cowboys. That that one and a half points doesn't seem like it makes sense, especially going in Dallas's direction. Yeah, that's that, weird to that's me. A lot. That that does yeah. sound odd. Mike McCarthy's going to find a way to fuck that up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, we are ready to put a bow on it, Mark, and let's kick it around the squad for final thoughts before we bid you adieu. Hank, anything you'd like to share? In spite of themselves, the Rockies look like they're trying to make their team better. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That makes me kind of happy. No, it's not hard to get better. That's for sure. Let's just hope they don't trade every everything away for a bag of fucking air this time. Um, and yeah, minus the Broncos being weirdly garbage on offense, I'm actually kind of happy to be a uh, fan of Colorado sports at the moment. <laughs> I mean, we can't have it all the ways all the time. Right? So. <laughs> uh, Mark, your final thoughts. Do I do the thing? I mean, I don't see why not. Okay. Do you have the thing ready? That's fine. I, I can find it. I'm going to be I out of practice. On the thing. <laughs> right. I can't wait to hear you stumble over Mumbai again. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. We're going to get, we're going to, we got this. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining us again. We'll be back here every other week of, you know, opposite the nerds. Uh, the Duchess will join us on this program as well. Uh, she is um, currently Minnie Mouse uh, again. So, <laughs> so she, she, even her loudest comments are whispers at this point. But she'll be back next week to join us with nerds and then, you know, going forward. But uh, really appreciate you guys checking us out. Um, Matt will tell you about our socials and that'll come here shortly. Uh, continue to follow us on the book of faces and follow all of Joe Placia and Mike Bradley's memes. Uh, that's a good time too. And 
from right here in Denver and Albuquerque, London, Athens, Amsterdam, Austin, Algiers, Auckland, Yverin, Bulgaria, Bogota, Rio de Janeiro, Reykjavik, Tehran, Istanbul, Berlin, Perth, Nassau, Mumbai, Valletta, Beirut, Baghdad, Trinidad and Tobago, Tirana, Chittagong, Copenhagen, Tbilisi, Sicily, Abu Dhabi, Riyadh, Ontario, Canada, and Gothenburg, where the metal comes from. We love you all. Did you say Toaster Town? We love the toasters, too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, Tank, what's the name of the business so everybody can check you out? Uh, Knox Nostalgic Collectibles. Um, I got a lot of shit. Come buy it. It's uh, <laughs> Come buy Tank shit. No, video games, especially during this time of year, I do have sales on uh, everything, comic books, trading cards, video games, all that stuff. So if you're looking for anything in that range... Go ahead and find me on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Tank Knox, or uh, Knox Nostalgic Collectibles. I would like to throw a big thank you for Milty and MJ for joining us. Uh, another big thank you to Mark for supplying us with the name of this episode. Uh, I wrote it down when you said it. You can't go that hard. <laughs> That's what we're going to go with. Last second. Derek yeah. Carr cried again. Derek again? fucking yeah. Carr cried again. <laughs> Yes, he did it again, oh, and my toxic masculinity rose up a little bit, and I'm like, God damn it! I knew that guy was a puss. Okay, he so cried. real quick, I, I oh. don't necessarily have an issue with you know showing that kind of emotion, right? Um, but I can, it, and we all know what an NFL locker room is like. If you listen to Matt McChesney, he skewered uh, Derek Carr oh, for that, because right, and and let's be honest, McChesney's that guy, right? So. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know how it's all going to play out, but great. More tears. Thanks, Derek, for providing us with more water. Uh, make sure you check us out on Facebook at My Brother is an Idiot. Also on Twitter at The Idiot Goons. Mark's Twitter is at Poffle Time. My Twitter at Poffle Uh Check me out on the Goons uh, for hilarity and mostly barbecue stuff because I enjoy the hell out of it. For the entire goon squad, Mark, MJ, and Milty. My name is Matt Ben. My brother's an idiot. We'll connect next time. Join us, Gene Mingo. Gene Mingo, Cleveland Spiders. Yeah.